I've lost it a lot recently. Uh, this weekend has been a really great weekend for me. I, I uh, went away and got alone with the Lord and just heard him speaking to me about my life. And so uh, with all that being said, uh, he's just been overwhelming me with his goodness. And um, what is about to come out was written this morning. Uh, I had a different message about giving. And uh, we're going to change that today. Let's see what happens here. Lord Jesus. Help. Amen. Hey, if you're new, welcome. I'm a different kind of guy. I can be pretty weird and awkward, and I uh, apologize in advance. Hey, (laughs) we started a series last week that we're going to end next week. With next week being possible, we only got three testimonies that came in. Next week, our hope is to take communion together and uh, share some testimonies about what God is doing in your lives. I would be massively embarrassed if we have to cancel next week's service because people don't have stories of what God's doing in their life. So please help your pastor participate on the app Right on the homepage, it says, share your story. We're looking for two kinds of stories, one that's old, one that's current, in three different categories. One, uh, four, I'm sorry, if he, God's moving in your finances, if God's moving in physical healing, if God is moving um, in, in some type of way amongst your friends or in your community, uh, if this church has made a difference in your life, you have a story. And people want to know, listen, here's the difference between when God's moving into your life, you have a responsibility to share. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Please understand this thing we do called church is not designed for it to be centered around me. It's designed to be centered around us. And when uh, either we have old time religion We have Jesus moving in our lives, and so I'm praying that you have and do share your story because there are others here today that are struggling and need to hear from you Uh, because God's doing something in you that he simply isn't doing in me, and I may need your testimony. Imagine that. Another day. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Hey, um, the CDC came out with some uh, crazy statistics uh, recently about this year uh, saying that um, now... um, Anxiety is up uh, three times of what it was this time last year, and um, depression is up four times of what it was last year, and more than 25% of Americans today struggle with depression, and 25% of Americans struggle with anxiety, and that's not including all of the other things that's going on that are being clinically diagnosed by doctors right now. And as we head into the holidays, for some, including the Bride of Christ, we're not exempt from things that can go on within. Uh, It it can be really suffocating to you, and I want you to know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And God does want to move in your life, and that the things that are going on internally, uh, we want to help you with, because I do believe that the Lord wants to bring a greater freedom to all of us. Amen? Uh, But it's real, uh, those things that can be happening underneath the hood. And um, we want to make sure that you know that um, we're we're a people that, though we do wear masks, we don't wear masks. We're real. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, 
All right, anyways, that's a little, that's a dad joke, I guess. Hey, <laughs> I, uh, this week is my favorite holiday. Uh, it's, I love everything about it, the food, the food, the food, the, the food coma, um, the turkey, the, the cranberry sauce is one of my favorites. I don't know why people think I'm crazy, but I, I, I love it. I love the fact that this holiday is designed to be with people that you love with nothing else but to just look around the room and say, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be alive today. I'm thankful to have health. I'm thankful to eat delicious food. I'm thankful to have a roof over my head. I'm thankful to have people in my life that I love. Everything about this holiday is like my favorite. And so, and then there's football. Uh, the Cowboys lose every Thanksgiving, and that's fun for me. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good things that's happening. But I, I got to say, though, I'm, I'm excited about Thanksgiving, and I'll be hungry that morning. I I'm hungry for God in my life like I haven't been in a long time. I really want to see the Lord move. Uh, because I believe that he's wanting to on the earth and in America and in this county and within our church like he hasn't ever before. I believe that the things that God is doing on the earth right now, the shaking that's happening, should awaken the body of Christ for something greater than religion. I think it should really awaken us to realize that people around us are struggling and we have the answer and we really need to tap into to that. Uh, if there is a verse that I'd, I'd kind of use as today is like the overarching, I'd say that what happened to me this weekend was Psalms 23, verse 5. It, it says that the, the, the Lord anointed my cup and, and uh, my head and my cup runneth over, you know. And uh, what's happening in my life this morning is really, I'm just sharing a testimony. This whole sermon is a testimony about something God's doing in me. He anointed me, and I'm overflowing. Um, man, if I cry today, I'm sorry. I just, um, I'm filled with emotion. Lord, all we want is more of you. I just want your presence, your goodness, your presence, and your goodness, your presence, and your goodness. I'm reading today out of John chapter 6, and uh, you can go there in your scriptures, uh, on your phones, in your Bibles. Uh, it will be reading a good part of the chapter, uh, but I love what's going on here. If you would, we're, we're not even going to read the parts that are great, which is really funny. Uh, this chapter is really a chapter of uh, of. It's confusing. There's a lot of things that go sideways. It's like Jesus is surrounded with people that aren't listening to anything he's saying this whole chapter. And uh, there's a lot of confusing things that's happening as people aren't understanding anything that he's saying. And it makes me realize that here at church, you guys can be listening to messages every week and not be hearing what we're saying. Um, I've been guilty of that reading the scripture and not hearing what he's saying. This chapter really is a, a big chapter of misunderstanding of the masses. I pray that I'm not on the masses today, but I want to be as close to God as I can. Let me show you. John chapter 6, verse 32 through 34, Jesus would say it this way. I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. That's pretty simple, right? You got to know uh, what's going on here. Even just rewind it back a day and a half. Jesus would start off this chapter with uh, there being thousands of people. Thousands came out to hear Jesus. 
And the scripture starts off in John chapter 6, explaining that the thousands came because they saw the miracles that he performed. So he's walking throughout the town, and they're seeing this guy healing uh, sick people, people with leprosy, people that are deaf. I mean, this guy is magical. Holy moly. Hey, who wants to work today? Let's go follow this guy. He's not a street magician. He is really just has a message of hope and love, and he's giving life back to people. He's fascinating. And people are stopping work, and they're following this guy from Arbondale. They're coming from Mulberry. Man, they're leaving the North Lakeland, the North, like Rock Ridge Lakeland, and they're walking to come and meet Jesus on the hillside. And as they're listening to his teachings throughout the day, uh, they're realizing that there's no food trucks coming today. <laughs> this is the problem. We, we can bring you know, fast food to you today through food trucks, but this wasn't an option back then. And so there was a problem. They couldn't get in their car and drive back to their house and make a quick sandwich and come back. They'd have to walk. And Jesus began to turn food, bread, and fish into food for them all to eat. Another miraculous thing that happened is Jesus made food literally almost out of nothing. And people were in awe as they ate. And as the chapter, John chapter 6, I'm not going to put this on the screen for you, but if you would, in verse 14, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet that we've been expecting. How awesome would that be to know that like this is the guy that's going to heal our marriage. This is the guy that's going to relieve my back pain. This is the guy that's going to help me get my job back. This is the guy that I've been looking for my whole life. Maybe that's just me in my life, but I'm thinking about the things, the little things that I care so much about that I've been asking God to do, and this guy seems to have all the answers. What can't he do? And in verse 15, the scripture says, when Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. <laughs> Jesus is a mystery, man, because uh, it seems like everything that we want him to be, he's not wanting to be. It's like when we get him figured out, he's like, nope, I'm not that guy. And so I wonder in my life, what am I trying to get God to do for me that I'm not realizing what he's trying to do for me? not trying to be that king when he realized that they just wanted him to take over now and fix everything. What if he's not going to just fix everything? Oh, man. So I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and how excited I am for And we start this series, Thanks and Giving. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this would be a great time for us to forget about everything that's been crazy in 2020 and just have a month where we just praise. And last week we talked about the power of praise and how it's a warfare. And really, it can be a tool for you to overcome the enemy and bring the presence of God into your life. If you've not unlocked the power of praise, man, you've got to figure this out because it's truly powerful. But today I want to talk about giving. And as I think about Thanksgiving, I think that many of us are going to hold hands with people this week and thank God for all the things that we have and that he's done, right? For the food, for the house, for the people, uh, all the stuff. And I think that if we're not careful, we can look around the room and miss the point. I think that's what happened here. 
Jesus fed a lot of people, and then they wanted him to be something, and he slips away. Okay? This whole chapter is about misunderstanding. We're going to end this book, not us, if you want to read the end of it. There was actually a great falling away, and 70-some of his disciples abandoned him because of this sermon. They said, oh, that's not the guy that I want to follow. So think about who is Jesus in my life, and what is he wanting to do? Does this make sense? Let's pray for pastor again. Oh, Jesus, help. Help, 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 help. Amen. He would always be saying things like, to him who have ears, let him hear, you know? Check this out, man. This is beautiful stuff. I I think this week, many of us are going to be stuffed with food and starving at the end of the day. Imagine that. Well, this is what goes down. So later on in the chapter, then Jesus would slip away and the disciples would get in the boats and leave and Jesus would walk on water to them. Pretty stinking awesome. What can't this guy do, you know? And what happens is when they get to the other side of the land, uh, all of these masses, these thousands of people are going to go looking for Jesus who slipped away. They want to find him. So imagine now, we're not crossing like Lake Gibson or uh, like we're crossing like the sea here. You know what I'm talking about? We're going after Jesus, which I think is pretty stinking awesome to be believers and come. You know, we have people that come to our church every week that drive from Tampa. I think it's awesome. Like, how cool is that, you know? And uh, people that make long drives to come here. There were some that drove from Bradington every week for months to come to our church. There are some that are coming all the way today from North Carolina. We love you guys. Or other countries. That was because of the internet now. You know, they're kind of cheating. But here we go. (laughs) They went all the way to their living room this morning. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump off, and uh, I'm going to read to you uh, from the scriptures, and then I'll jump into the ones I'm going to give you from the thing here. So uh, in verse 22, John chapter 6, the next day the crowd had stayed on the far shore and the disciples had taken only a boat. And they realized that Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed uh, near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into boats and went the other side looking for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and they asked him, Rabbi, When did you get here? And this is where I want to start off here in verse 26. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Listen to this, guys. He says, spend your energy seeking eternal life that the Son of Man can give for you. Let me just stop there. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life. Now, what I know and what you probably know is that many of us have already said, well, I've already received Jesus into my heart. We're good. Many of these guys are like, well, I've already spent in this story, if you think about it, they left their house and walked a great distance to see Jesus and then they, were, they liked him so much, they got in a boat and sailed even further. They, they're not working today. They're not making money. They're not doing great. They want to see Jesus. And so it should be good enough that they are spending a great energy to find eternal life. Do you understand this? 
But the words eternal life here, we're going to see Jesus say this a couple times in Scripture. And my favorite time that John would re-record the same sentence is in John 17. When Jesus says in John 17, verse 3, now this is eternal life, that they would know you. The only true God and him and Jesus Christ whom you sent. So what, what they're saying here, what Jesus is praying this, now this is eternal life, that they would know you. What Jesus is trying to tell these guys in, in this passage, he says, I want you to spend your energy to discover eternal life. He's not saying you're going to, because you're here with me today, because you made it to church, you've got it. Good job. No, no, no. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. Knowing God is not something that we did in a moment. It's something we'll do for a lifetime. Do you understand? And so it's kind of, he's kind of like, you guys aren't getting it. You're here again to see another miracle. And I'm telling you, there's, there's no more miracles, guys. I'm the miracle. This hit me like a ton of bricks. And so spend your life don't worry about these perishable things like food, like paint, like walls, like finances, like cable, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like we're working so hard to pay our cell phone bill. But work to know me. That's what this message is about. Check this out. He's going to go on here to say, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven to give life. No, nope, I'm sorry. Spend your energy to seek the eternal life for the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. I love this. I love this. Guys, listen to this. Jesus is saying, God the Father is giving me the seal of his approval. I'm sitting by a fire this weekend. Saying, God, I, I'm just, I'm trying to, to press in. And I realized the Lord reminded me, Tim, you're already mine. He gave me the seal of his, of his approval. Now you need to know, there's nothing I did today to earn God's approval. I didn't get God's approval because I'm a pastor or because I spent time in prayer for a long time, I felt like the holiness of God really convicted me that I wasn't good enough for him. But the beautiful thing about the holiness of God is it's so different than anything else. The holiness of God is changing me into him. The more he's calling me, the more I'm being drawn to him. Are you with me? And he's given me his approval. And that approval changes everything. It says, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm, I'm invited. I'm allowed to stay. I can stay as long as I want, and I don't have to do anything. He's not trying. I don't, he's not going to perform anything for me. He's not doing a special dance for me. He just wants to be with me. And I got his approval that I'm good enough. So let me just say that to you today, prophetically. For those of you that didn't pray it all this week, you're good enough for Jesus. For those of you that didn't pray it all this month, you're good enough for Jesus. For those of you that struggled with sin this week and did something awful that turned your stomach, I want you to know, based on everything that I find in Jesus, you're good enough for him today. And the seal of his approval, he came here for you.
and there's nothing that I can do to make myself good enough. He, he's just here for me. Well, then he would go on. So, so then the, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval, they replied. For we want to perform God's works too, he would continue to say. What should we do? We want to do all these awesome things that you're doing, Jesus, don't you? I do. I want to do great things. I want to heal the sick. I want to be there when finances get poured out. But listen to this. This is so powerful. We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work that God wants from you. Wait, what? This is the only work that God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. I just want you to believe in me. I just want you to look at me as if I'm good enough for you. I just want you to believe that you don't have to be great and earn all kinds of great money to be great. You just got to know that I, my seal, the Father's seal is on you, and we are good. Let me ask you something. If you lose everything in this world, but you have God, what did, what did you lose? You'd be filthy rich walking into eternity. But life has us working the opposite way. Pursuing everything else and forgetting about what he's doing. Today I'm talking about giving and I'm really just talking about how much God is giving as he's extending this open door to this relationship with us. They would continue on the last part of this verse here. He says, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you then. Gosh, what did we not see already? They saw leprosy, they saw deaf ears, they saw the lame walk, they saw him feed thousands of people and they want another sign. And isn't this like us, guys? We've seen healing. We've seen miracles. We've seen God answer our prayers or he's provided for us. And yet, God, I need to know that you're still with me. And really, I think this whole chapter is him explaining to them now that like, it's not about the miraculous. It's about the miracle of his presence in your life. When was the last time you experienced God? You and him. When was the last time you remembered that, how much he loved you? That he would do anything for you. That everything in this life wasn't about stuff or people. It was about you and that you were made for him. And that's our purpose in this world. And everything else is pulling us away from him. And he's giving us an open door. All right, let me keep going here. This is going to get good right now, I think, anyways. So the second part of this, this God is showing me all this sitting by a campfire. It's crazy. And um, the second part of this, the second point is, is, is to think about God's focus. So listen, in, in verse 37 of John chapter 6, however, though, however, those the Father has given me will come to me. And I will never reject them. Let me just stop there. What? I love it. Those the Father has given me 
will come to me and I will never reject them. These are Jesus' words, not mine, but I just need you to know that you're not disqualified. He loves you. That he loves you, that he loves you, that he loves you, that he loves you. And I'm realizing is that praise is getting easier and easier the more I encounter God. It's easier and easier for me to have joy. It's easier and easier for me to sing and dance and skip and be like a 13-year-old little kid again because I have so much fun in my life because of all the things he's doing on the inside of me. I'll never reject them. This is God, Jesus' focus is telling us, hey, you, I'll never let you go. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God. I love it, man. Jesus is making things so plain and simple, and they're still not hearing them. This is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I will raise them up on the last day. Let me just stop there and say, I want you to know that Jesus is not done in you. He's not done in you. He's not done in you. He's not done in you. This isn't about God moving around you. This is about God moving within you. This isn't about you being filled with stuff in this world or possessing. This is about knowing God inside, through and through, experiencing the fire of God from within, the healing, the freedom, the love, the, like the baptism. Like this is Jesus moving in your life, not religion. And I love that it's like the, all these people, these thousands of people, these hundreds of people felt like they crossed over this big sea to see him. And he's like, I just want you to know, guys, um, I'm never going to leave you. Sometimes I think we think that we did it all because we're here. And he's like, no, you're not going to leave me because I'm not going to leave you. Uh, and he would, that I should not lose one of them that he has given me, but I should raise them up on the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. I just want you to remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son. This is a simple, simple message here, church. But I don't understand in John chapter 6, verse 66, while many of them abandoned Jesus this day because he's telling them that he loved them and he's coming after them and he's not going to leave them and he loves them and he loves them and he loves them and he loves them and, he, loves them and he's, he wants to move in their life. <clears throat> Let me continue. The third point here is to be filled. John chapter 6, verse 32 through 36. I'll, I'll be mostly closing with this. Mostly. I'm a preacher. Give me a second. <laughs> Jesus said this. I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. 
And so I think that what happened was they were thinking that he was going to do another miracle and provide more bread. And sometimes when we sit at Thanksgiving dinner, we think that God has moved in our life because we're rich or because we have a meal. But you have to understand that he's the same God who's over in another country that don't have a meal. It's the same God. And so it's not about when he provides or when he doesn't provide. It's not even about the food. And so they wanted to see more bread, and he's saying, guys, I'm him. You came to see me. And so they said, can we have this bread every day? And what I love about this is that in, in Jewish culture, they had to do it at the temple. They couldn't go to the temple. And he's trying to explain to them that you don't... Like, coming to church is good for my soul. It's good for me to be around other believers because I'm challenged, uh, I'm rebuked, I'm, I'm, I'm equipped, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, I, I can use my giftings. Like, it's so good for me to be in the house of God. But the house of God is not here. Now you are the house of God, and he's going to live inside of you. They're saying that Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. And can you do this every day? Yes, because out of your belly will flow rivers of life. When Jesus met with the woman at the well, and she said, like, hey, um, like, I, do I have to go to Jerusalem to worship? And he's like, no, you don't have to go to Jerusalem. You don't have to go to Israel. You don't have to go to the Way Community Church. You can experience him everywhere because I'm never going to leave you. And so I'm wondering, in our lives, when was the last time you met with God? You encountered him. He spoke with you. He lit a fire within you. You knew the love that surpasses understanding. That, 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 you know, no, no, no depth, no height, no distance. Like when you knew that God loved you, that you were beautiful, that you were perfect, that, that you were rich enough, that you were smart enough, that you were good enough, that you, when did you know that God chose you and his seal and his stamp of approval was on your life? When was the last time that you sat knowing that the God of the universe picked you. Jesus said, it's for this purpose that I came, for you. That moment when you're sitting still and love is being poured over you and from within you and you know that it's for this reason that you're here, to be with the goodness of God. And it doesn't have to happen in this room. In fact, if you're getting this message, you'd understand that this is eternal life, not making a decision today, but knowing and having that experience that you are loved every day of your life. I'm so excited for Thanksgiving this week. And I feel like I, I maybe my favorite holiday I missed because it's not so much what God's doing around me that matters the most. It's what God's doing within me that really brings me to life because when God's moving within me, I'm already, everything around me is going to be blessed. Because he's healing. And some of you, there's insecurities, there's hurts, there's confusion, there's anxiety, there's frustration, there's, and we're, we're throwing prayers up, Jesus, God, what? And he's saying, just look at me, child. Slow down. Where, where, let me ask you, as your pastor, where do you go to encounter God? Do you have a closet? Do you have a room? Do you have a place where you go and God meets you there and he speaks to you about you, where, where he would just remind you of his love for you, that you're good enough? Where do you go to know that Jesus is the bread of life? 
Do you know that he's alive? I passed a, a sign this week in town. It made me so stinking angry. And, it, and they probably had a reason that's going to, I'm taking out of context, but the sign on the billboard said, give me that old time religion. And I wanted to burn that sign down. <laughs> I want everything but old time religion. I don't want what I had. I want what God's doing in my life. I want something more. When I said I'm hungry for God, I want more than this. I want God moving in my life in a way that he anoints my head and my cup overflows. And I know that he's alive and I know that there's nothing that he can't do in your life through me because he's healing me. And if he'll heal me, he'll certainly heal you because I'm the one that's a mess. And he picked me anyway. I want you to know God loves you and you're his purpose and you're his focus and it's why he came was for you. He's not going to stop coming after you, but he wants you to be filled in a way that you'll never hunger again for the things of this world because you'll be satisfied from within. Deb, would you come? Would you do me a favor, church? Could you bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? Jesus would continue on talking about the bread of life. And next week, we're going we're gonna to take communion together. And we're going to talk about how the body of Jesus was broken. And he said he gave thanks and he broke his body. And he said, do this and in, in, in thanks for me. He came to be broken. And he was thankful that he could be broken for us. I want you to know Jesus' brokenness is good enough for your brokenness. Some of us are busy and we feel bad for it. Don't feel bad. Just push away. Do like Jesus did. As everyone's pulling at you and saying, hey, I need your attention, push away. And tell God you're looking at him. And that you love him. And that you want him back. And that you're making room for him. And just enjoy him loving you for a minute. It's hard for us. I think we live in a culture that constantly tells us that we're not as good as the others. And that's such a lie from the enemy who came to lie, steal, and destroy. You're perfect for him. Please understand God's not calling you to this moment in time. He's calling you into a lifetime of relationship with saying it's me that you're looking for not the stuff that you're receiving I promise when you experience the grace of God in your life you'll be singing this Thanksgiving Deb would you sing I've been trying awful hard to make you proud of me. Jesus. But it seems the harder that I try, oh, the harder it becomes. And I feel like giving up. Dear God, 
been chasing their approval and it's killing me and i know the more i try to prove oh, the less i have to show and i'm stuck inside my head if the holy spirit's moving in your life today would you just stand up right where you are of the time If I pray a little harder, if I follow all the rules, I wonder could I ever be enough? Cause I try and try just to fall back down again. And I ask myself, why do I try to chase the wind? I should lean into the mystery. Hope is found in a melody, so I want to try again. Oh, I'm going to try again. And dear child, I hope you know how much I love you and I'm proud of you. change or fade away and when you felt like giving up I'm not scared of imperfections or the questions in your head just know that you have always been enough cause you tried and tried and I saw you wrestle with every how every why I was right there listening so just fall into the mystery I'll meet you here in the melody Just try, just to try again Oh child, would you try again My child, you can love got the blessing of seeing Jesus feed 5,000 people and wanted to see more. And when he got to the other side, he was trying to explain to them that what I fed you was me. What I want you to do is to feed that fire within. I want you to grow that. I want you to come warm your bones next to the fire. I want you to let your love for me grow. Stop worrying about the, the needs. And let healing happen. As you know him more, you'll, healing is provision. All of these things are the overflow of enjoying the lover of your soul. Jesus, today I'm a sinner. 
You're my Savior. I know you're changing me. I know you love me. Oh, God, teach me to look to you. Teach me to follow you. Teach teach me how to enjoy you the way you enjoy me. Teach me that you are my purpose the way you've made me your purpose. I don't understand the way you love me, God, because I'm not faithful to you the way you are to me, but I love the way you love me, God. so good and I'm so rich and I'm so blessed if I lose everything tomorrow as long as I got you I'm great freedom. Depression, it's got to go. Anxiety, it's got to go. Guilt, it's got to go. Fear, it's got to go. Insecurities, they got to go. When you're loved, you're perfect. Jesus is giving life today. And I'm receiving it. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is a weird uh, message, I know, uh, and I didn't even get to the end of it. Um, but it's crazy how Many times Jesus is talking and we're not hearing, we're not getting what he's saying. And I think the whole gospel can be summed up with, come away, come here, just come here. As Americans, it's so hard to come here because everyone's saying, come here, look at this, come do this. And uh, there's nothing more fascinating than the throne room of God. I want to invite you this week to the coolest event the church is doing it's called your prayer closet. You can go there anywhere you want, anytime you want, and enjoy the love of God. He's giving a lot of things, and you'll end up giving thanks because of it. Listen, Thanksgiving's the coolest day of the year. I love it, I love it, I love it. Some of you have some testimonies, though. God's healing your marriage. That God is moving in your finances. He's healing your body, or he did. Or that you realize that you go to the coolest church under the sun, and because of it, you're falling in love with Jesus. We'd love to hear these testimonies. Next week, we're going to take communion, talk about how Jesus gave thanks, and his body was broken so that we can be one. Super duper 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 fun stuff. Listen, if you're here today and you're struggling with anything in your, in your, anything going on, please don't leave struggling. We have professional prayer warriors. They literally PhD in prayer right here. And uh, they'll help you fight for the freedom that God wants you to have. I love you guys so much. And I'm so thankful for what God's doing. Cool week coming up. Gobble, gobble. God bless you guys. (laughs) 